0: And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians, and of pipers and trumpeters, shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. The title of my message this morning is The Death of Babylon. The death of Babylon. You may have heard of Hercules from Roman mythology. Hercules was noted for his superhuman strength. You even find farmers today will name their bulls after Hercules. The strength of a bull. And the connection between the strength of Hercules. Well, he is a character in mythology noted for his power. But what we have read today, folks, is not mythology. It's not myth. We have read of a creature with immense strength, and I'm referring to an angel, we read of him in Revelation 18, verse 21. Take your Bible now and look at it, and we're going to keep you in the book, God willing, today for the remaining moments of the service. But look at verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. So here you have this angel with Herculean strength takes a stone like a great millstone and throws it into the sea. Now why did the angel not throw the stone onto the land? That's the question. Well if the angel had thrown the stone on the land the stone would still have been visible. But the, the stone is thrown into the sea and uh, disappears down under the water and goes right down into the seabed, the ocean bed, and disappears out of sight forever. That's what's going to happen to Babylon someday. All the rebellion, all the shaking of the fists in the face of God Almighty going to all be thrown down someday. It'll all be a thing of the past someday. No more rebellion against the Creator. No more rebellion against the the Blessed Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the true and the living God. All the insurgents will be dealt with. And Jesus Christ will reign supreme. In heaven and on earth. So it's interesting just to think about that. That's the reason why the the stone is hurled into the sea. But why such a fall? Why such a destructive, violent fall for this Babylonian system? Well, look at verse twenty-three. I want you to notice a a term, a word in the original that's only actually used three times in the New Testament. Look at the end of verse 23. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. The word there that I want you to focus on is the word sorceries. Babylon has employed sorceries down through her history. This wicked, God-hating system has used sorceries to further her evil agenda. Now, the word sorceries in the original Greek, it's the word pharmakia. Pharmakia, does that ring a bell? Pharmacy. We all know what a pharmacy is. We all know what pharmaceutical companies are or pharmaceuticals. We're talking now, folks, about drugs. But in the case of Babylon, it's the use of drugs for harmful purposes. Drugs being used for harmful purposes. Well, you just have to go back to the last century, to the 20th century, and to the Second World War, to the Nazis. Oh, there was plenty of pharmacia around them. The use of drugs for harmful purposes. The medical experiments of the Nazis. Do you ever hear of a man called Mengel, the angel of death? I tell you, uh, Mangle is in a hot place in hell today, a very hot place. Some of the things that he did to innocent Jews in the concentration camps, do you know that he used to inject adrenaline into the eyes of little children? Some of them as young as five. And the reason for it, he wanted to change the color of their eyes. He was experimenting. And the little one suffered at the hands of this monster. Uh, He was part of Babylon, the Babylonian system. He used sorceries. He used drugs for harmful purposes. And I tell you, the Lord did not look kindly upon it. You see, the Lord Jesus has a special place in his heart for little children. And he said that the person who would harm the children, it would be better for them that a millstone was hanged about their neck and they were cast into the sea. Mangle in fits with his medical experiments. Do you know he used to inject typhus or we would say typhoid, into his patients. He used to inject them with tuberculosis, deliberately injected into the patients. There was one victim who recorded that she had no skin left for needles or for tubes. So many experiments had been carried out upon her. Oh, the evil of it all. pharmacia. We're just trying to make it relevant, folks, what they're talking about here, what the Holy Spirit has guided John the Apostle to write about here in Revelation chapter 18. The evil of Mengel and his Nazi cronies. And then, of course, after the experiments were done, do you know what he used to say to his those who helped him, the nurses, the Nazi doctors and the Nazi nurses? He would say, now give them phenol, inject phenol into their heart. It was a poison, and of course they, they died. The patient died immediately. A lethal injection to the heart. Mengel was finished with them. They were just like a piece of meat that he had experimented upon and he was done with them no more need for them isn't it good folks that men like this will be brought down someday, isn't it good that systems, evil systems like this will fall someday, yes Babylon someday will fall And of course, out of the uh, horrific experiments of the Nazis came the great Nuremberg Code. You remember the Nuremberg trials and the Nazi doctors and the Nazi war criminals were brought to justice by the the British and the Americans and then came the, the great Nuremberg Code which of course emphasized the right to bodily Autonomy. You see, the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. If you're a Christian, you remember that. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It belongs to Him. It doesn't belong to us, it doesn't belong to the government, it doesn't belong to anyone else. No, it belongs to the Lord. Aye, by thy sorceries were all nations deceived, the use of drugs for harmful purposes. But let's bring it right up to date, folks. Do you know there's a problem with spiking today? You ever hear of spiking in nightclubs and bars? It goes on. Do you know from September 2021 until September 2022, 5,000... Cases of spiking were reported to to the police in the United Kingdom. 5,000. What it is, is that drugs are put into a person's drink when they're not aware of it. Slipped into the drink, into their glass. I didn't even know it it happened, but apparently there is what they call needle spiking. A crowd of young folk on a dance floor in a nightclub and somebody injects somebody else with a drug for nefarious purposes, for harmful purposes. It's happening. And it's sorcery. It's what Revelation 18 verse 23 is speaking about. Pharmacia using drugs for harmful purposes. Purposes. Well, we could go on and on. But suffice to say that Babylon will fall someday. Her death will take place because of her sorcery. Her sorcery. But then let me say secondly, as we come to the end of our service today. Secondly, the Lord will... Judge Babylon for her savagery. Her savagery. Look at verse 24. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. Here you have martyrs. The martyrs of Jesus It says the blood of prophets and of saints, Christian martyrs it's talking about. This evil system of Babylon has been responsible for the murder of Christians down through the centuries, ever since the dawn of time, ever since Abel was slaughtered by his brother Cain in the Garden of Eden. Abel was the first martyr in the Old Testament. I know in the New Testament, we say that Stephen was the first Christian martyr. But in the Old Testament, it was Abel. So ever from Abel, ever since Abel, Babylon has been slaughtering the children of God. Do you know over the last 2,000 years since our Lord was upon the earth, it's estimated that 70 million Christians have been martyred. 70 million that's a lot of martyrs, that's a lot of innocent blood I think this Babylonian system deserves to be brought down wouldn't you agree but you know there have been martyrs in recent times and I'm not even talking now as we finish about China or Nigeria or Wherever. I'm talking about America. You see, on the 20th of April 1999, Babylon came to Columbine High School in Colorado. On that day, the Columbine school shooting took place. The shooters chose that day because it was Hitler's birthday. They were Hitler fanatics. And they chose that day because on the same day, the 20th of April, Hitler was was born. Twelve students and one teacher were murdered that day in the school. One of the students was Cassie Bernal, a committed Christian. When asked by one of the shooters, Eric Harris, if she believed in God, she said yes. And she was subsequently shot and killed. There's actually a book written by her mother, and that's the title of the book. She Said Yes. Another Christian student was Rachel Scott, who, like Bernal, became a modern-day martyr that day. Six months before her death, Scott had written in her diary the words of John 15, verse 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Beside the verse was a picture of a rose. The rose was dripping with blood. Those two girls were like roses that day, and they and, and at the end of that day they were both dripping with blood. But we know, of course, that they went to be with Christ and they went to a martyr's reward in heaven. But you know, folks, there's another rose that I want to speak to you about as we finish today, there's another rose spoken of in Scripture, and uh, he's called the Rose of Sharon. And on Calvary's cross, he too was dripping with blood. The hymn writer said, sweet rose of Sharon, blooming for me, Jesus, it is the emblem of thee. Beautiful flower, fairest that grows. I'm glad that I found thee, sweet Sharon's rose.